internet when 900 years old you reach look as good you will not. Hmm? This is the only podcast about movies. My name is Matthew Kroll. And I'm Dowd Shahir. And whoa. And with us today to close out our miraculous trek through all of the current Star Wars movies is the one, the only, the wonderful uh, VizFX editor and just general fucking kick-ass human being, Red. Hello. How are you? I'm 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 great. Thank you very much. Red for having has joined the building. Yes. Yeah. I chose not to say your name because even though I feel very close to you as a friend, I still butcher it every time. Your no, last name. No, so does my mother. It's, okay. It's okay. <laughs> Done. Okay. Thank you so much for coming in to help us close out. This is the big one. The six parts. This is the end. Yeah, I've been following this. Oh, wow. Like, like, like since breakfast. <laughs> you and one other guy. Yeah, you and one other guy who emailed us in. Oh, by the way, we have an email. Let's talk about it in the beginning of the show. Okay. Our email address is onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com. We have a Twitter handle at onlymoviepod. If you write us in and if we like what you say and if you're cool enough, maybe we'll give you some movie tickets if we can afford it. That's a lot more. of ifs. Yeah. Yeah. Before it was just email us. <laughs> now now we're getting big time. Yeah, we got big Listen, time. Listen, we've talked about five Star Wars movies, so yeah. you know we're legit. Our budget doesn't extend that far. Right. No, so this is the only podcast about episode six, uh, uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, Little I cannot believe that yeah. nobody has ever done a review of this film I, yet. You know, because it, it's very beloved slash hated, and it's, uh, it's it feels like it should have more people talking about it. It's I very mean, strange. You would think Roger Ebert would at least have one Say review. something. Nothing. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Red, we've been asking everybody who comes in uh, how they sort of came to Star Wars. What is your origin story to the house that George Lucas built? You know, I, I thought long and hard about this. Um, I, I really did. Because I can genuinely not remember mm. what the first film was that I saw right. in, in the order. Sure. Or where I saw it. Right. With whom but it was I was di- viewing it with. It was definitely the original series. Like, you, you didn't come to this, like, from the prequels or anything. Well, I definitely had bed sheets when I was a kid. <laughs> right. Okay, so right. that's really number one. Okay, okay. cool. So, so right. that is my entry point, okay. or the bed sheets. You had the bed sheets, and then my mother did the Nabisco mail-in order. Um, oh, for the for the box for, for the background for the uh, for the background yeah, for the figures and oh uh, with uh, you know Palpatine. Because there was a thing in the beginning, uh, in the beginning of Star Wars, the, the demand for the toys was so high that they couldn't, they, they, um, they actually didn't have enough to send people that they had sort of promised. So they made this special thing that's literally just a cardboard folding printout back that you could put down, fold into things, and it would hold all the characters that yeah. were eventually coming out. Yeah. It was that's like the cool. Christmas, it was the Christmas gift to get because the figures were coming out later than it planned. I had no idea how in touch my mother was yeah. with yeah. the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because... I'm pretty sure I didn't know who it was. Yeah. Oh, right. When it arrived. Yeah. But I found out afterwards at some point as a child. Yeah. So does that mean you're, you, you're, I, are you a big Star Wars fan? You're not a huge Star Wars fan? I'm slightly older than, 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 uh, than you, right? Okay. Uh, you don't know me. I'm, I'm in that generation where the hardcore fan claim is I was in the womb um, <laughs> for uh, A New Hope. Right. You right. Uh, I was in the theater in my mama's belly. Right. Um, so, so you got surround sound. Uh, compa- yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Compared to that, compared to that hardcoreness, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm nothing. Uh, I appreciate the films and what they've done culturally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I can't say I go Gaga anymore, especially as I get older and kind of learn the craft more. Right. Uh, I learn to actually appreciate it more, but at the same time, distance myself from any opportunity of actually being on quote saying that I 
Star Wars. Right. You know, I think we finally stacked the dick against you. What? Bro. No! Because because I think I'm on your boat here as well, which is that I'm not a huge fan, but you know, we'll I, see. I, I will, appreciate them. Will my gambit well, to control what? the empire of only podcasts about <laughs> movies actually pay off? Use the force, you will. Yeah. Um, we determined well, I was the emperor, by the way. Yeah. And I'm Darth or Luke or Leia. Whatever. Which am I? And um, so if, if Star Wars wasn't your jam, what was? Well, what is? What is? Well, it's funny because... Uh, I'm a filmmaker mm -hmm. and the thing that got me into filmmaking, uh, which may just like totally tick people off is actually another Lucas production. It was, uh, it was Raiders. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I gotta be honest. There was two things I wanted to be as a kid. I wanted to be Indiana Jones. Yeah. Or I want to be the guy making Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. I think I think uh, because because Indiana Jones is basically taking Han Solo and giving him his own his own franchise, yeah. right? And so yeah. and to me, like yeah. one of the things I've really enjoyed in the rewatch is Han Solo. Yes, absolutely. And so so I could totally see that being your thing. And like and I, I've I've rewatched the trilogy, uh, the the Indiana Jones trilogy, much more than I've watched Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And it's and and I'm I'm often like in you know I've never ever said I want to rewatch Star Wars, but I've often said oh I kind of feel like watching Indiana Jones again. Yes, yeah. yes. So that's cool. Yeah. Crawl, uh, we've already established. Yeah, we, we all, I mean, I think by this point, people know our origin stories, yeah. and you've listened to it, Red, so there's really absolutely no right. reason to so go over So should we just it. start talking about the Marvel Universe now? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. So I think in Phase 2, what's going to happen... Uh, no, 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 no. But the no, Civil War... That, that sound you're Civil hearing War, is me banging my head against the Civil table. War trailer looks dope! Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, yep. whatever about the Batman v Superman, Donna. Didn't watch Poop it. Town. Good, don't. 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 Yeah, You'll like it more. Unless you need to vomit. Right. Oh. Oh, yeah, if it works better than Epicac. Uh, but no, let's get back to let's get back to the 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 closing film at hand. Yeah. Return of the Jedi. Final act. Okay. So this movie starts out. Oh, I got we I gotta do the crawl. Do the crawl crawl. All right, here we go. Hit me with the crow call. Uh, this is the last crawl crawl you'll hear until episode six. Until the Force Awakens. Oh wow, I gotta do that one too. I yeah. didn't I thought I, my contract's only for six. I think you should send it in to JJ and see if he can And see if he can use it? Yeah, okay. I think he can use it. All right, here we go. Episode 6, Return of the Jedi. Luke Skywalker has returned to his home planet of Tatooine in an attempt to rescue his friend Han Solo from the clutches of the vile gangster Jabba the Hutt. Little does Luke know, the Galactic Empire has secretly begun construction of a new armored space station even more powerful than the first dreaded Death Star. When completed, the ultimate weapon will spell certain doom for the small band of rebels struggling to restore freedom to the galaxy! So now we're all caught up yet again as to what's going on in the galaxy. It starts out with the huge, you know, the fanfare. Bah, 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 right? Yep. And at this point, I realize mm -hmm. that we're no longer introing the movie. We're introing the franchise. Yeah. Like, right. it's obligatory at this moment. Yeah. yeah. Everything that's done in this film becomes obligatory. Yep. And you gotta have the big the huge shot of the of the uh, bow of the ship, yep. the underbelly, mm -hmm. yeah. and and you know, and that's when I I, I I'm, I'm excited, but I begin getting suspicious at this moment. I go, oh, <laughs> we've just rehashed, and you know, I just I, I mean, just I still I still I still have to remember like that this was 1977. This franchise didn't. I mean, no, this film is 1983, yeah, yeah. but 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 in 1977 when this franchise began, mm -hmm. this is not a franchise based on any books. It's not based on any previous properties sure. so that that 
opening with you know the Star Wars and bomb. Yeah, the fanfare. And, you know, it is kind of a bold move. It snaps your attention. You're like, wow, this hasn't been done. I have not seen this. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, and you're and, and you got to remember, you know, just thinking about it. If you've created a franchise entirely from scratch, yeah. You know, like at Lord this point, of the Rings it's not a franchise. Start this way. Yeah. yeah. You know, like it's just this big. That huge, starts with whispering. <laughs> with this huge thing, and so and so even yeah, I agree with you. Even though that it, it is by this point starting to get a little bit. Even in the pre, well, no, the prequels were kind of good because it was like re, re, you know, giving us that feeling again. Mm. I, I can imagine when the Force Awakens starts, we'll be like, well, here we go again. Yeah, it's gonna feel like, well, here we go again, because it was uh, a New Hope, mm. not a franchise. Yeah, New Hope, hoping to be a serial. Yeah, you know, oh, uh, homage to serials. Yeah. This is my favorite part of serials. If I'm lucky, this will become a serial. Yeah, let's uh, get out what we can from studio money and <laughs> yeah, yeah, get it done. And then, <laughs> and then uh, wow, lots of money. And then, wow, lots of money. And like, now I have a franchise. Yeah. Thus begins the merchandising. <laughs> so we got to start really emphasizing. But I, 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 you guys, so are you guys saying you don't, you don't like it when it hits? Like you feel like, no, oh, I, well. I, uh, no, it gives me a charge. Okay, good. But there's an undercurrent of worry. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, well, I feel like the undercurrent of worry came from the prequels, not from the Jedi. No, no. no I, I have a case that I'll put further as we get along. Okay, yeah. all right. So, uh, well, we 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 touched on it a little bit in the last episode with Mr. Jordan Carlos about, um, uh, and Shahir said, and specifically, he feels like Empire and Jedi are kind of like the same. Like he me- he meshes them together when he's judging, kind of right. Mm, yeah, I feel like they're part of the same movie, and yeah. maybe that would be different if you watch them at the time. I can't right, I'm saying I agree with Shahir. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah, I shouldn't yeah. share that. Um, <laughs> Empire feels more I like connective tissue than uh, sure. Yeah, but the. The thing about Jedi, and I'll I'll say this up front, the first third of it I fucking love. I love the first well, everything on Tatooine. Yeah, uh, just is so fucking awesome and epic and Star Wars feeling in a new way. Yeah, no, no, and you're then right. and then once we've tied up all the loose ends from Empire, other than Luke and Vader, will they? Won't they? Uh, <laughs> then then it's just a new hope again. No. I, with I, Ewoks, I agree with you. There's, a, I mean, can I, can I start about Tatooine? Can I? Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Okay, okay. So here's the thing: we start off at Tatooine, and we are now dark. This is probably this is we're like, okay, we're continuing the seedy underbelly. Here's yep. this Sydney Green Street, you know, Lon Chaney kind of huge hut character. Sure, yeah. we're in noir. We're in a seedy. Uh, you know, like uh, you know, we're calling back to the cafe, but it's it's seedier, it's smokier. There's yeah. more. There's Do you think more. It's undercut by puppets, though. No, I think it's undercut. I think the puppets are fine. I think it's undercut by the CG shit they added. Yeah. Well, there's that, but I I feel like like even the the first puppet that pops out, which is the is that bright blue uh, goblin thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. it it kind of feels like we're Animal. sort of halfway in that world between kids movie and something you know. Darker. But I'm I'm allowed to I'm I allow it as a child watching it. Yeah. Um, and I allow it as an adult watching it mostly because it's, est- it's establishing the rules. It's establishing the universe. If that's what they look like. Okay. That that's how they behave. Okay. But you have to promise to me mm-hmm. handshake agreement as a director to, to the audience. This is how it's going to be for the entire time. Yeah. Okay. If you can, if you can keep <laughs> that you, conversation well, until the Ewoks come back, he does. Mm. He does pretty much the entire, entire time. And yeah. the CG breaks that too. It, the, I mean, I yeah, talked the about CG it, the, the, the musical number they added the oh. Ike and Tina Turner yeah. uh, number. Yeah. It's such a strange decision. That one. Cause it adds nothing. It and, adds nothing and, and takes it, away from takes any away, fucking yeah. darkness yeah. from the entire 
entire it thing. It really does. I think what he was trying to do is make it feel more like a uh, like a uh, a gin joint. Yeah. yeah, you know, and instead made it look um, like I don't, it, to me it feels like Howard the Duck. Yeah, it yeah. really does. You know, like, it I feels mean, like, the, and it's the same. It you know. takes yeah. it takes away some of the fear of Jabba too, because the the fear of Jabba always came from his atmosphere and yes. sort of and sort of the things he said and did. And now this is him literally like the, the freaky things he did. He eats the frog and he almost licks Leia's face, and like he can't do anything, but everyone's listening to him, so he obviously has some sort of pull. And now the, the his command that he gives is to he sing the same song shitty song. song again. Yeah, and it's like, a weird. It's a weird note to for the kind of music. If you get, if you think back to the cantina, the music there felt like it was otherworldly. Yes. Like it yes. didn't feel like it came from our world. Whereas the music that's chosen for this bar scene now feels like a shitty cover band from New Jersey or something like that. You know what I mean? Yes. I, and I don't know if it, they could have pulled it off with a song with lyrics in any language. Shout out like, to New Jersey, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I, I feel like, because they did have them playing music, that one blue puppet that looks like a, a, an elephant. Yeah. He's in the keyboard. He's always been a character. There was a toy of him. Yeah. He had that keyboard sort of thing, and he was playing for Jabba. Right. And that like there was a band playing, but it was it was instrumental music. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't it was more Casablanca than. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, you know, I Here's don't know. a question I, I was curious about. And this might just be my lack of knowledge of Star sure. Wars. But is the the slave that he has that he throws to the Rancor, mm. is she related to or of the same race as the dude? No, race as the um as the the Jedi that gets killed in Attack of the Clones. Yes, they're the same. It's the same. And there's a backup dancer for this this the shitty song that's uh, the Twi'leks. Yeah, Twi'leks. Is it? It's not meant to be that same person, is it? Or it's just the same? No, because that one dies. It's the same species. Yeah, same species. And and is the dude is the sharp toothed dude a male version of them? They must be. Honestly, I I think I think I knew this answer and the oh. Boy. Don't worry you're just it. gonna get. Uh, yeah. You're just gonna get. We're gonna say yes. I, I, um, I listened to the commentary last night, and uh, and there was this discussion. You know, Lucas has this discussion where basically he was unhappy with the way puppets, with the way the puppets felt, like that they couldn't move and they were kind of static and rigid. And so his reasoning for wanting to add the CGI was to like have the puppets move. It's so, and it's so it's, dangerous. But he it's doesn't do. He doesn't make the puppets move. He makes brand new shittier CG puppets and makes yeah. them move in conjunction with the shitty puppets he had. So it's like you're breaking it on like three different levels as opposed to just one you didn't quite hit the mark on. You're sprinkling poop on poop. Yeah. yeah. Now, now with that said, I think that's a greater point, um, which is you, you can discuss uh, the movie as seen or the movie as released or re-released or re-released or re-released. And they all, you'll suffer from the same argument over and over again, which is Lucas retouching his his original work. Lucas, stop touching yourself. Yeah. So stop touching yourself, Mr. Lucas. <laughs> well, this is your area of expertise. And so I'd be curious to hear what, you know, like, I think the, the re-release um, is a really good case study for, like, people being able to 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 take what we've done in the past and, and add to it and augment to it. And it's a, it's a good example of what VFX can do. Yes. What do you think about but it? But it's also an argument about authorial intent. Right. And at what point does a director, when a director or an artist or a painter releases something, when it's shown to the public, yeah. uh, who at that moment owns it? You know, and, mm -hmm. and obviously there's been some really great documentaries, some really bad documentaries yes. made about this exact. Yeah. Um, exact point. It can be discussed over and over. With VFX, it just makes it so much easier, the temptation to do it. It's like when you're restoring a film. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here's this film shot in Technicolor, right? Yeah. Looks glorious, but now you have to scan it. You're doing the three strip process. And then you're like, you know what? Those flesh tones don't look great. What if we just tweak them a little bit to emphasize the, the lips or the eyes or something like that? What are you doing? 
You're are making. you now restoring the film or are you are you are you changing the the film in some way because you're 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 ta- you're changing the mise en scène you're changing the image you well we're be- we're now entering a, a time where when we do things like this just technologically like the way film is shot developed and projected like even when the film is done yeah the and correct me please correct me if I'm wrong because you know more about film projection than I do red yeah it comes through a, a light yes thank you <laughs> uh, but like the way it's projected what machine it's projected yeah. on that affects everything e- even down to like even if you wanted to get into like focus if the thing's Absolutely. actually sharp etc so. So, so there's a, there's a there's a sort of um, what's the uh, uh, an area that you, you know from one side of a spectrum to another that you can sort of see a film based on sharpness, color, yeah. that sort of thing. But now we're getting to the point where when you ingest something like that digitally and mm-hmm. you either adjust it or you don't, mm-hmm. it's locked. Yeah, like the, the amount of light you shine through it isn't going to affect how. You know, a recent thing happened to the hateful eight. Yeah, hateful eight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mill screening. Yeah, uh, great movie by the way. Uh, yeah, so. Well, just just briefly, uh, and and some people are calling this the death mark for for films. I think projection. that's a little over. I think that's, that's being dramatic. Yeah, that's a little clickbaity. But yeah. but the problem was what, what <laughs> click happened. Click Warren Beatty. What what happened was was they were having a projection of the, of, uh, of uh, the hateful eight at seventy millimeter. The seventy millimeter broke down, and they had to project the second half of it in digital. And the problem was the audience were more impressed by the digital projection than they were the seventy millimeter projection. They felt that it worked better. Um, and I would have to the see the focus it. plane. That's that's what happened. The focus plane, the sharpness, the probably yeah. the. De- I mean, and it, you would have to say it. It probably had something to do with that particular seventy millimeter projector. Absolutely, it had to do with the machine. Because I saw it on seventy millimeter. Yeah. I saw it on a restored seventy millimeter fucking projector, mm. and it looked awesome. Right. Ta- Tarantino was there and talked about it afterward. Uh, yeah. And he was like, he, they talked about the process, like they bought every one in the country and then only one, like one of every four had enough, like basically built out of four projectors, they'd build one projector. Right. And the way it, you saw it, because it's all in one spot, and I know that we're going off topic, but he basically said, uh, this was the, like, he said something along the lines that he's done so many movies with uh, Sam Jackson. This is the first one where he really saw his eyes. Right. <laughs> because you're in this one space, this one room, yeah. and the thing is so fucking, you have such a just depth. Yeah. Uh, but regardless, uh, I don't think it's a death of film. I think it's just a sad thing no. that people aren't used to. But, you know, coming back to, to your point, Reddit, it does, you know, like, does the does the the retouching of the of of this original film suggest some insecurity yeah. at the at the actual content? Is it retouching or is it refilmmaking? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not qualified to answer that. Yeah, I think it's semantics, but it also sort of it depends on your and, and I'm not saying semantics in like a bad way. I'm saying it's it's. <laughs> Whoa! Here we go. I'm surprised uh, you guys haven't had this discussion. No, yet. yeah, no, no. The the um, save the best for last. I, I can tell you just before I yeah. I can tell you why we haven't had that discussion yet is because it's so difficult to to compare and contrast to to the original. Right, because we don't. We, we, we don't mentioned that, that last time. Actually, we yeah. don't have um, we don't have the originals to look at anymore. So, uh, so our only our only reference point for this film is these yeah. re-releases. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I think I think it's. I'm going to, this is weird enough, but I'll, I'm going to sort of associate it with religion <laughs> in a weird way. Because, There's a lot of religion inside of the Jedi universe. Sure. Yeah. But like even, even for film and, and when is art done and when is all this shit, it's, it's oh. religion as a personal preference, religion as a, a personal set of beliefs. So you have, people have beliefs about God and they have beliefs about everything. One thing they have beliefs about is when a piece of art is done. Should you go back? Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And there's no, there's no right answer. And I guess the, the argument you had mentioned about the good and bad documentaries, who owns Star Wars, yeah. who's really, who's really the ones that like, and uh, you know, and it, owning is look, everything Disney. is semantics. I'm talking, I could talk myself in circles constantly. <laughs> uh, but I think, I think, um, I, I don't think there's a right answer is basically what I'm saying. 
at, at this moment, I, I you know, uh, I don't know. I think it's more. My answer would be more telling about me than it would be about George Lucas or any other fan. Well, well we know what George Lucas thinks. Yeah, so. well, that's what we're interested in. But but okay, so we're we're in in the a little gin joint. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and then uh, in walks the shortest bounty hunter carrying the biggest bounty. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is probably the most upsetting part of the movie. For really? Me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so, um, I mean, here's Princess Leia, right? Mm, well, we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't know yet. We yeah. don't know yet. Yeah. Spoiler but, alert, you know, Red. She is, you know, she, this is, in my opinion, one of the greatest uh, possible badass opportunities here. And bam, does does this thing deliver? I got a I got a thermal detonator. We are gonna go, blah 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 blah. And then can I can I cut to sneaking around and yeah. you know helmet off and like ah, I and love I lo- you. and I love Han again, you know? yeah. And he oh god, he's he's great and everything's great. And of course, uh, I read it as you know. And oh boy, this is gonna this is gonna definitely get you some emails. Um, <laughs> the moment she's awesome, the price she pays is that she's enslaved. Like, right. okay, let's take the one chick in the entire movie besides Mon Mothma, who, uh, to quote Steve Buja, nobody cares about. No, yeah. nobody okay, cares Nobody about cares about the politi- no. yeah. politics, right? No. Yeah. Okay, so nobody cares. Yep. So the one chick, right, um, in, the, in the entire universe at this point, um, yeah, we just we just make her a slave. And there she is. But she is, but she is, look, bad, I mean, bad things happen to characters all throughout this movie. And, Absolutely. And granted, like, they, uh. I mean, technically, I mean, again, it's all about like the sexism sort of involved in it. But like at this point, just to throw this out there, C-3PO is now a slave because he has a fucking restraining bolt on. Like there's granted. You're- yes, he is. But, but he didn't come in being a badass. He, he didn't come, come in rising above his expected station in life and then get immediately turned around. And but then put she takes she takes the station back is kind of what. Yes. Through through horrible, ugly violence as opposed to a. You know, democracy and yes, <laughs> and it's, and and Luke, and ultimately Luke is the one that gets to have his heroic moment in there. And I, you know, I can kind of certain, I I can certainly see the point there. And 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 Leia to me has been the most problematic character throughout the trilogy so far. Um, you know, we we she's talked, a cutout. She's a cutout. Well, I was saying. Oh, sorry. Oh, well, I was just gonna say she. You know, like she has the the most consequential thing about the empire happened to her yes. with the, the destruction of her her home planet, but it seems almost inconsequential yeah. to the story. And, and people, you know, like the story is more interested in whether Luke will figure out who his father is. Which or, granted is the point of the story. It, this is, this is, you know, the hero with a thousand faces. We're yeah. trying to find, this is the man defining himself outside of his father. This it, is what it is. It certainly, it certainly is. But then, yeah, I think you mentioned this in the previous podcast, which is that, um, when you describe Minouche, when Minouche has so much consequence in the filmic world mm. and isn't dealt with as much as the the primary concern of the story. So when 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 the film is less concerned with the death of a million people and more concerned with will will they won't they get together or will Luke and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. figure out who his father is, it is a little bit difficult to swallow if you if you think about it on a logical level. The, the success of these films, to me, is that. Is that the films are so swashbuckling, so charming, so so um, so well produced and put together that you kind of forgive those little, you know, you forgive that kind of story incongruity. I, I, I think I think I I agree with you in the sense that I think actually the series here, the these three films, the the mm-hmm. the original three, um, are very successful and very good in the sense that. We love it so much. At least I love, I, I, the reason why I like them so much is because of what isn't shown. Yeah. And it's not through, I think, competent filmmaking. 
to be honest. Right. <laughs> I think I think it's all those stories that I told myself about all the characters that I wasn't shown. Yeah, I that think, makes the universe. Well, there's a lot so of limitations. Cool. There's a lot of limitations that they have with with making these movies at, when they did. Right. And, yeah. and it helps it like even and and even uh, just to go back to a new hope for a second something uh the the when they attack the death star for the first time there's a reason why as yeah, a story reason why they can't attack with all of their ships granted they probably couldn't afford nor do they know how to do a giant space battle so yeah. they have okay we have 12 ships or whatever and yeah. they know this because you know whatever so they build it sort of into the story they use their limitations to further along more interesting stories yeah and i as a kid can go home and imagine the huge space battles that occur elsewhere. Right, yes. Because okay. I, I was what, given a taste. Yes. Well, what you just mentioned, I think, has been kind of our entire thesis statement through the prequels, through the original trilogy as well, which is that the 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 reason why Star Wars is such a cultural milestone is that there's, there is so much space to interpret within these films. Yeah. There's so much world building by the audience outside of the actual text itself. Yeah. And I think I think that's kind of yeah. you know what yeah. we've been getting on about Star yeah. Wars at all. Um. Yeah. So, so, so now with that said, Slave Leah, let me tell you, hubba hubba. Well, let's let's talk about a little bit of moment about about the about that. I mean, we talked about sort of the obviously socially, it's it's irresponsible, but there's a ton of like like. But the the point the point I'm trying to make is like again, let's every show let's go back to Mad Max because that's what we do. <laughs> okay. Uh, the first started. time you see all of the powerful maidens or, or women, uh, 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 what's his name's um, the uh, the wives, it's like an axe, a, an axe commercial where they're just they're all each other spraying each other and, down with water, and they yeah. got like the little things and whatever, and then like you know they're not really badass till they get moving. Right. Yeah. Um, that to me is the same as this as Slave Leia. In my opinion, now granted, it has the mis uh, the the unfortunate name of this costume and this version of Leia is known as Slave Leia. Yeah. yeah. Whereas become- they they are just they were just slaves in Mad Max. Yeah. Um. But regardless, I don't think there's anything intrinsically wrong with putting Leia in that position. The problem that you could bring from it, from a filmmaking and universe building standpoint, is she's the only fucking woman. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, if so, I really don't need to see her being punished for, you know, being a woman stepping up. Yeah. You know, if you got, if you got a whole bunch of other people, bad things happen to people. You know what? Show me other people then. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you can't even, ar- you can't even argue. Cause like, like even the, the toilet woman, uh, dies instantly. Uh, the previous slave. Yeah. It seems uh, like, it seems like Jabba's like whole motif is to like gather slaves and it's like, yeah. you know, maybe you could or really badass wall art. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's, that's living awesome. wall that is living an awesome wall. refrigerator magnet. Yeah. That's all I have to say. I have seen a refrigerator where they've actually built like yeah, that into the yeah. fridge. It's just kind of cool. So, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, no, no, I, I, you know, I do, I think it is, I think the best we can probably say about it, you know, this group of three men, um, is that it is problematic. Um, but is it, you know, like, again, are we dealing with a certain time, certain era, certain style, genre? I don't know if those are, if that makes it forgivable, but more... It's funny. I will ask Jess, who's on episode for uh, A New Hope, when she watches Jedi. I'll ask how she feels about that, because I bet you she'll have some very interesting... It, it, you know, like, I noticed that with uh, my wife, who wasn't, who wasn't like, really watching the movie, but kind of, like, you know, um, sideways glancing the movie every now and again... Would did look up and kind of like, oh, what is she wearing now? You know, like. Well, the 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 thing is, they never like do a huge like fucking ogle reveal of her. It's yeah. always she's just sitting there, yeah, or doing something. Like she's they frame her in the ways that she would be framed regardless, which is is slightly better. I don't know. We can. That's it's, not. I guess here the thing there. is that this is this is a sexless universe, and suddenly it's it. Uh, 
you know, it's not in this in this moment. I believe yeah. that argument more. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I don't know. It's it's more the sadness and anger of a missed opportunity yeah. than sure. than a direct representation, right. which right. I still feel is right. So from a character point of view, it's it's problematic for you more than anything. Uh, yeah. On many levels, it's problematic. So. You know? So then, once they're all fucked, Han's unfrozen, Leia's a slave. And now we've got an awesome moment where, Luke. you know, young Luke. We actually see him come in and throw some weight around. Like and he's it's a still dark and heavy. Yeah. You know? yeah I'm, he's I'm in curious, black robes. I'm curious as how he's now a Jedi. He, like, he's a fully fledged Jedi. My guess is he went back to Dagobah and was training with Yoda for a bunch of time and then came back. Yeah. So that's that, that's that world building outside yeah. of the movie. So that my guess. Yeah. That's what we all did. Yeah. yeah. My guess. Yeah. I guess. Well, and everybody goes, oh, Lucas is such a great world builder. No, he gave us names of planets and a galaxy. We went out <laughs> and started telling ourselves our that's own fair. stories. Maybe though we, that we read books about other people who made up stories, you know, but maybe that's like smart world building, giving in just <laughs> enough. I'm not Look, saying it's not. No, no. World building is like a Lego set. Like you need to have the right pieces and the cool enough shit to do it with, and then other people have to take it and make it their yeah. own sort of imagination. Yeah, he gave. We us are the bits. dreamers of dreams, boys. <laughs> uh, Beware I've, the daydream. I found yeah. Luke's oh. kind of like waving of the Jedi mind trick slightly. He does overdo it yeah. a bunch. Like he tries it, he gets it he, through the. And he the, does through it like to two dude. people at once. He's kind of doing this thing. Like you can't see me on the podcast. Obviously, this but it's is, like it's he, like a, he looked like, like Vincent Vega part. doing the dance with him. Yeah, with yeah, yeah. But this is where again, you know, smart. You know, the the, the film craft brain of me goes ah uh, franchising. Right, right. Uh, right. Because I really enjoyed that moment. Yeah. From another one of the movies. Yeah. So we're we going to do see. it again because, you know, on a crafting level, you're like, oh, well, we've set it up. We foreshadowed this is a payoff for a longer curve. But it flips it on its head, like in a, in a fun way of it's sort of franchising, but they lead, they lead you with expectations and then they take those expectations. They like flip it on their head. Yeah. It does it a lot. Em, uh, Empire Strikes Back, the Millennium Falcon about to hit hyperspace. Oh, nope. That's not fucking happening. Jedi mind trick. And this one, he does it to the guys like, oh, he's going to make Jabba give him back. He tries it on Jabba. Does doesn't work on job, and he's like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah. And then he's got to fight a goddamn rancor. <laughs> Those rancors, uh, rancor. Yeah, I, let's. Can we talk about the rancor thing? Absolutely. I well, my it. favorite reference is in Family Guy. Why? Well, they have a rancor in Family. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, uh, Blue Heart. Uh, yeah. Peter's dad has a rancor. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I I love the rancor fight. The rancor fight when I was a kid was sort of like my favorite moment. It was my favorite like Luke is badass sort of moment, and uh, it's just I'm a, I'm a sucker for little, little people fighting giant monsters. And a, he, he didn't even have a lightsaber. He was just like he was clever, and I if, enjoyed. If you that. want to talk about religious iconography, and you're talking about you know, David like, and Goliath, this yeah. is the David and Goliath battle. The thing that I really liked about this battle. Was the trainer who comes in at the end yes, starts crying? Yes, crying. yes. That's and again, amazing. it's those yeah. small fucking moments yeah. of, of these weird little world yeah. building. Like you would never ask for that. Yeah. But the fact that like that was his pet and he loved that rancor and yeah. you see it, you're like, oh, oh, everyone has like a fucking world in this. Like it's not just these people. Like there's consequence to what's happening. You feel the universe. You feel yes. the bigger universe outside the film. So then they're on some badass sand barges. Yeah. Guys, I kind of want to go to that party. I want to go on Java's. I want to go on Java's barge. There's R two like rolling around with drinks. You know, this like is Leah's walking around. He's not walking the, anywhere. <laughs> this this is one of those moments that actually basically make. Uh, th this is one of the premier memories that everybody has. This is this the is Sarlacc? the core because it introduces this incredible mythological character, uh, Boba Fett, who like I I, I, I don't, I understand. don't get Well, this this one it's because he looks neat. Uh, but then he's just so bumbling yeah, yeah. even in this one. Yeah. But you know, the, the, what bothers me is that, is that, uh, again, we leave the universe and we all imagine how 
awesome he is. Yeah. And then he becomes a major figure. And then you watch the movies and he's just like, he's barely in it. No one, no one, no one uh, goes out and imagines what happens to the other three uh, bounty hunters. Like, no one's like, mm, I bet you Dengar's doing some awesome shit right now. I actually had a Dengar. That yeah, mummy really? fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I had the Shout Dengar. out to Mega 64. <laughs> Go see that trailer. Yeah. Uh, but. He- that's that's just one of those things where where I realize okay so that world that that world building that imagining that's what makes that so awesome is is I mean I mean the the, the Han Solo gunshot I mean it feels so universal yeah. doesn't it the um the the and the fact that Boba Fett is taken out and knocked into the Sarlacc pit by by Han blind Han going Boba Fett Boba Fett where yeah. turning and knocking him off the thing I was just like this is another case though where the pre you know like. Because there's so much emphasis on Boba Fett in the prequels, like, and, and you know, because we see Boba Fett's origin, which yeah. is that he sees Jango, Jango Fitz. Yeah, I always, I was, I, 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 can't miss, say it. I was calling him Jango. As Someone Jango. did a great cosplay of the Jango Fett. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and it, none of that world building in, in the prequels has consequence here. Mm. Like, it, it doesn't, it doesn't add anything to this. Yeah. It, it just kind of like. It's, it's because when you really think about it, as a, as a substantial character, Boba Fett didn't exist. Yeah. In our imaginations, he did. And yeah. then George Lucas. There were books about him. There was his, the Mandalorian. In his shit. wisdom adopted yeah. what was outside. Yeah. And then said, okay, I'm going to now retroactively fit that mm-hmm. into the prequel. But somehow. the way I want to. <laughs> but the way I want to. So we can all be happy. Yeah. But no one but was most, happy. But mostly me. But no one was happy. Not <laughs> even end, him at the end. In the end, yeah. All right. So where so, where do we get to now? So so they fly away after the. I love the battle. I love the battle on the thing. We don't need to really talk about it. I think it's a that's, cra- it's, it's a cohesive it's a battle. Cool. We haven't seen it yet. Yeah. There's a lot of visual and, color and sort of setup that we haven't seen yet in in Jedi. And that it's and, a big and, payoff. And, and for, in fact, this this part bothers me a little bit because it feels kind of third acty. It's really big. Okay. Yeah. So Lucas really stacked the deck. He's yeah. got the droids on. Yeah. You know, Leia's on. Oh, he's got undercovers happening. This is. I mean, bam, bam, oh, bam, bam. Yeah. Side it's note: Mission Landed. Impossible. Awesome. The worst, the worst. Yes, that's the a very good analogy. I love, I love uh, Lando. Every time he acknowledges someone or does hey. something, pulls the mask down. He does it three times, and it's like we get it. We <laughs> and, get your so, Lando okay. Calrissian. Uh, to quote my wife, sometimes you have to belt it out for the cheap, cheap seats. You really <laughs> do. Enough. Good you know? call, Anastasia. Good call. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it is, but there, I don't know what it is. And maybe because for me, this might be the most iconic image from Star Wars, which is Luke fighting. It, it's, it's a really good example of art direction, mm. you know, like the, the sand, the, the way the, the, the ship looks. And then Luke in this black outfit with the lightsabers in daytime, you know, and his hair billowing in the wind kind of thing. It just, it feels very, very big Lawrence to, of Arabia. Yeah. Big. He swings big. with Leia again. Epic. Yeah. It's big. It's swashbuckling. It's big. Oh, it's it's, I, I, I love it. Yeah, um, I'll be I, honest. I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. So then after the fact, uh, they split up as they do, and Luke goes back to Dagobah and th- to kind of finish his training. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, everybody splits up. It drives, it drives me nuts. Yeah. It's okay. Because the, the parallel Do they need lines. to fucking... Why? Like, they, we, I, we, start, I don't want to see Lucas Leia goes, This is where Mr. Lucas decides, ah, okay, well, I, you know, everybody can split up in parallel lines so we can have more action. We can have more... I'm using quotations here. Yep. Set pieces, and everything can resolve neatly at the end. And, and, and this this you know, tradition continues to the point when we get to the first three stories that yeah. there's so many parallel action points going on at a time that it gets overwhelming as, as a, as a viewer sensory right. that, that I feel it's convoluted and lost. Like he just, he, he really loves parallel action. Now. Yeah. And he, I think like in Raiders does a better job of that yes. parallel action, you know, yes. like it does it really, really well. And, and, you know, Spielberg is a bitter, 
director of that kind of parallel I'm action. A, you know, um, at, at the risk of uh, upsetting people, I, I really like Spielberg as a director. I think he can. How, how, that, how is that upsetting people? <laughs> I'm about to I'm about to write a piece about this sort of. There, I'm not sure where it came from, but there's a sense that it's uncool to like Spielberg. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm talking about. It's but, just I get the but feeling, that's that, but it's everything. so weird because Spielberg is that's the master anything for a successful. Yeah. Yeah. The second something gets so big that everyone likes it, it becomes cool to not like it. Well, that's all time, it is. You get this. You get sense that some projects are just safer than other projects. Well, that he for does. instance, I haven't seen a, a Spielberg movie in a long time that I've I've been like, man, this is amazing. And that doesn't take anything away from what he's done in the past. But like, no. I uh, I just. I, I I don't I just because I haven't seen that magic lately. It's just like he I would say he was a fantastic filmmaker and I'm waiting for him. And I think he will come See, back I and do it again. I hate saying he was a fantastic he's filmmaker. Still a fantastic because you know what? He's still alive and he's got, you know, he's, he's he just released one. I mean, I, I haven't I seen Bridge, it. Bridge of Spies, but I thought Tintin was a fantastic. Tintin. Yeah. yeah. Tintin was was adventurous. But it, it's I guess we we it's interesting that we go to Spielberg when we talk about Lucas a lot because Lucas and Spielberg seem to be so intertwined in their careers. Well, they seem to partner really well. And I would also say that Lucas is the Sith and uh, uh, Spielberg, and Spielberg is, is the Jedi. Well, I I I, 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 re, I was reading some background on uh, the production of Jedi, right? Mm -hmm. and, and Lucas was ever present mm -hmm. because he knew how the VFX had to happen. Yeah. Right. Okay. So even though there are technically other people directing, yeah, okay, Richard Marquardt. Yeah. He, he, you know, he's always in the room. Yeah. So effectively he's, if he's not just like second unit directing, then he's co-directing or just directing, you know, and I think you can see that happening yeah. where if you have a personality and a vision as strong as Steven Spielberg yeah, you don't in the need, same room. Yeah. They know when to compromise and then also when to go, yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. So I'm going to go do my thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I would like, I, I think I mentioned in the last podcast was listening to the, and listening to the commentaries. One of the things that uh, Lucas talks about is that the way he envisioned uh, empire and Jedi was more that it was kind of more like TV to him where, mm -hmm. where you can hire a director, you can hire a writer, but you're the executive producer. Right. You can kind of show run the whole thing mm -hmm. and it's your vision on screen. You just don't have to deal with the execution. And it's interesting um, listening to him talk about it. Like, again, I don't want to belittle Lucas cause, cause admittedly as much as I can poke holes at things he's done, he is a mastermind of this enormous universe that, that that is a cultural touchstone that is impossible to ignore. He's affected our craft He's so affected much. So much. Yeah. Um, but, but the way he talks about controlling Empire and Jedi and the way that the director is essentially subservient to his vision does point to Sith. A, <laughs> point to yes some it, kind it, of it also must ruffle your personal feathers a little bit as a director yeah. it, it does ruffle my feathers but it, it in a way that I can understand I, I can totally understand where he's coming from <laughs> and it, it's you know like like we say with the reason we we mentioned Spielberg is that Spielberg is the kind of vision filmmaker that 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 can't be toyed with in that way um so so watching Empire and Jedi and with that in mind that it's that it, there is a puppet master to this whole universe is kind of interesting. And I, it would be interesting to see that puppet master gone from a Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course, know, of course. Well, I, Force honestly, Awakens that's what be. I'm looking forward yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. But, that. but I've been hurt before. Um, so, <laughs> I know. Okay, so they split up. Luke goes and watches Yoda die. Uh, there's a moment in that sort of thing where uh, Luke, uh, he's like, your training is complete, blah, blah, blah. He says something. And he's like, so now I'm a Jedi. Like, he says it real, like, huh, yeah, now? Yeah. And, and Yoda's like, but he, well. But he, he introduced himself as a Jedi, didn't he? To, like, to... 
to um who did he introduce? It was a hologram. Well, it was he, his holographic. He's message. not. A, he's not a Jedi yet, so he's still allowed to lie. No, he doesn't say. No, he doesn't say he's a Jedi. The the uh, Jabba calls him a Jedi. Yeah, right, right. Uh, so then uh, there's a really. I think the Yoda death affects me still. Like it's still. It's, it still works. It's still emotionally I resonant. I, I think it 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 definitely earns its moment. Yeah, yeah. Then so then we go outside and we talk to Ghost Obi Wan again, and <laughs> it was something I found hilarious this time, and I couldn't get past it to like listen to the words. Ghost Obi Wan sits down. Yeah, like he's tired, yeah. and he just fucking sits down. I'm like, this. T- what? And, I'm, I'm, uh, I mean, to come back to your point, Reed, about like Leah, Leah being problematic in the film, um, or in all of the films as well, is like the the Empire and Jedi does posit this notion that Leah is the other. You yeah, know, there is another, but but never is she trained nor. You know, educated. Presumably, she's got as many midichlorians. Because women's man, yeah. You just, you just don't. I, and it it is strange to me that she doesn't. You know, become. You know, like the film. The film even sets it up, but never, but never really goes there. And I find that kind of odd. She is badass enough in A New Hope and Jedi. She's not flipping around and using lightsabers, but she wasn't. There was no moment where she got that sort of. But she doesn't have like the moment in A New Hope where. The force suddenly comes to him. No, but she has a moment where she grabs a blaster and starts fucking lighting people up left and right better than Han is. Oh, but th- this is after she's been shot and she tricks the, uh, um, she tricks. No, no, not uh, this movie. Hope. Oh, oh, and hope. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and, 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 and even on Endor, she, she holds her fucking own there. She's riding the speeder bike. She's fucking, she's jumping. There was a point where, uh. There's a little bit of fisticuffs. Actually, the first hand to hand combat happens with Han and a stormtrooper in, in, in Endor? And on Endor. And I was like, I haven't seen people hit take punches or punch people. Like he flips, yeah. he does like a judo flip. Yeah. <laughs> There's an interesting thing that happens with Han as well, which is that I feel like he becomes comic relief for a lot of this film. He's got so many one-liners. Yeah, he becomes and, and But he always did. He always did, but I think there was like they they felt like there was substance to to his one-liners before, you know, because there was a there was a sense that uh, and I guess maybe we just all got played into this this will they won't they kind of relationship that we were kind of invested in Han. And now in this film, when he comes out and he's blind and you know like Jabba's talking to him and he talks in the wrong direction and you know like what uh, Chewbacca grabs him and holds him. It, it's it's this sort of like he feels like he's become comic relief in in these films a little. Well, more. if you think about it, he has nothing to do other than help well, the th- rebels. That's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a story perspective, from mm-hmm. from again going back to kind of like a hero's journey style. His job um, is done. Yeah. So now he just has to hang on to the end of the movie. Okay? Yeah, there's nothing and, for him to and do. And so, you know, make him a damsel in distress. Yeah. You know, have him do a few James Bondy judo chop things <laughs> and, you know, you know, call it a day. Hey, we've already established his badass creds. Yeah. Right. He's done. Luke has learned from him what he can. Luke yeah. has gained a brother in arms. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, okay, we've resolved that portion of the story. So we're hitting into the biggest part of the story right now, which is Luke and Darth. Sure. The Luke and Darth story. Yeah. Okay, because we're running parallel because we're still, yeah. Yeah, yeah. things are still happening down on a planet. Because Luke, they all go to, this is what I never remembered. They're all on Endor. They all go to Endor. Yeah. Now, do you guys know, um, uh, I don't know, this is internet true. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, in addition to being called, uh, in, in addition to the movie originally being titled supposedly uh, Revenge of the Jedi. Right. Right. Okay. Which is a much more badass sounding name. And again, makes me wonder, the adult me, what opportunities were missed here. But apparently, I also read Internet True that um, the uh, Ewoks, which I know get so much love, (laughs) um, were were originally posited to be a actually large, scary lizard like people. Huh. Now, 
what bothers me upon learning that, whether it's true or not, and this is why I think it's internet true, because it's just like too perfect, uh, too perfect of a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it could have been a story about these horribly scary things that just seem to be want to be left alone and are incredibly ugly and strange, otherworldly, different, the other. Yeah. But it turns out they are necessary to help overthrow the empire and they just want to live a peaceful coexistence with the rest of the white people and Lando that that, <laughs> that, that land on, on, on yeah. the planet. But instead we have teddy bear, Native American speaking pigeon. And I feel like it's a lost opportunity there to really talk about the diversity of this universe that I'm told is so incredibly diverse. Well, I think the the thing that I'd heard that was internet true, again, we're going to speculate on rumor here, is yeah. that the is that the Ewoks were meant to be a callback in some way to Chewbacca. They were going to be like, they wanted to suggest that there's some mutual lineage. Yeah, lineage between the Ewoks some and genetic Chewbacca. Connection. Um, but the thing that, that Lucas talked about, um, at least in the commentaries, um, was that the idea with the Ewoks is that they're a small, technologically um, uh, not advanced yeah. species that take on the biggest empire. And this is what gets me. And the only reason why this works is actually going right back to what Matt says in the, the Rancor fight, mm-hmm. is that Luke was able to beat the Rancor with no lightsaber. And that's the only reason why I believe a bunch of stones and large sticks can mm-hmm. take out a fully competent troop yeah. of uh, emp- of trained Empire soldiers. Okay, they, they, So it's they, a big win for the little man, and that's the only reason why I believe it. Yeah, but, The only reason why I believe it is because Arnold took out the Predator yeah, it's just, it's just so completely unbelievable to me that these indigenous people, especially I know what happens to indigenous people <laughs> yeah. when foreign forces come in. It's but not, not, the, not when the white the man disease, comes man. in and helps them. It's, yeah, and it's funny because it's basically the avatar, you know, like it's, it's avatar. Yeah, it's avatar now. And it's the, yeah. this notion that 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 in, because because maybe the original sin is the is the notion that that the indigenous were entirely wiped out. So our cinematic reprise is that they don't get wiped out. Um, yeah, because we help them, and then we. And I'm not the know. white guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I know the battle's still going on, so I don't want to get to the conclusion of Ewoklandia. No, yeah. we actually, we actually can. So I mean, we we'll do. That. Let's touch on let's touch on what happens there and the the fruition of that, and then go into sort of the Luke and Darth thing. From okay, the very end. So, so it's it's a really great false ending, right? Yeah, you know, it's it's it's, it's a really great false ending. We we get in, we shut down the shields. It's uh, vulnerable. The win is imminent. We're just gonna ha- talk it out up there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, talk it out for a bit, right? Talk and then, you know, we know Luke. Vader gonna, takes Luke to the Emperor. They have a bunch of hate they talk. Hug, they hug yeah. it out, bro. Yeah. yeah. I'm, um, uh, the emperor, you know, again, this, uh, we talk about it in the prequels, but the idea that the, the basic lineage of Sith is that you must kill your master. Yeah. And, and it seems like the emperor wants this. He like wants to get killed. Like he wants, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't think he does. He wants to prove a lot of shit. And we've seen this throughout all six movies. He wants to prove that he prove the proof that he's the master puppeteer. So he's telling Luke, he's like, lightsaber's right there. Like, Why don't you just fucking do it? Why don't you just fucking do it? Just fucking do it. Cause I'm telling you to fucking do it. And then when he does it, because he also tells Vader shit, Vader saves him. So he's telling yeah. both men to do exactly what he wants. It's not the first time he's done it. Yeah. I mean, this is his MO. He yeah. takes on an apprentice. He has somebody kill his apprentice or sets it up so his apprentice is killed so he can take a new apprentice. Yep. So he's trying to flip the script. He just want, he wants to get rid of Vader to, to, take, to take the even more powerful. Yep. Yeah. Um, so uh, <laughs> the... The that whole scene is obviously very good. There's a lot of talk. You know, you're absolutely right. It's like a lot of talk and like some 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 brooding, and then going back to the Ewoks, and then brooding and Ewoks brooding. Yeah, but I I quite I did quite like the the Vader mask reveal. Are we getting to that? 
Well, we're coming. We're coming. You know, that's yep. coming up after the after sure. The Emperor, <laughs> oh, yeah. sorry. Let's real quick. One last oh, thing we, about the Ewoks. Oh yeah, let's finish up about the Ewoks. Sorry. Uh, With the I gigantic I always have been camp. Fuck you, Ewoks. Right. Really. But this time watching it, <laughs> like. I liked them again, and I don't know why. Like again, it goes back to like when you see it, how you're feeling in your life, etc. Yeah. Uh, also, their blinking was also a great addition of the digital thing. It's oh, is that what they not did? Not necessary, but they blink now, huh. um, and That's it cute. makes them feel oddly more less real. animal, yeah, yeah real, yeah. Um, and I really, I, I, I liked them. I like Wicket. And they never name him that, but that's the one that's always the like the one that's always around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The fact that the some Ewoks die and they cry over the yeah. dead Ewoks, the yeah. other Ewoks do. Yeah, that I like that helped you see baby me. Ewoks as There's well. baby Ewoks. Yeah. Oh, the moment. Oh fuck! This is just Lucas just just rubbing one out, and and it's <laughs> and the fans kind of eat it up. And uh, the. Uh, C-3PO telling the story of the Star Wars movies <laughs> yeah, yeah. to the Ewoks is so fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredibly and, meta. And isn't it, uh, <laughs> didn't they, you know, the movie, uh, uh, the Christian Bale. Yeah, it's the dragon, uh, fire, Breath of Fire. Breath of Fire. They did the they same, did the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that was yeah. cool. Um, so I liked the Ewoks this time. I don't, it, like everyone's like, oh, the problem with Jedi is the Ewoks. The problem with Jedi no. is not the Ewoks. The problem with Jedi is two thirds of it is a new hope. No. Well, yeah. And the Ewoks, I think what gets a lot of hate now about the Ewoks is that um, this is it, it, it certainly feels like merchandising. OK, well, these there's these cute things that we can definitely sell. These are teddy bears. These are pajamas. These are action figures that kids will love. I actually like the idea that is structured around, which I know mm. probably makes me look really guilty here, but I see a lot of like, you know, Seven Samurai happening there. Yeah. And I know that Lucas is a Kurosawa sure, yeah. fan, right? Yeah. So I don't know if it's a direct thing. I, I, I'm, I think, I'm saying it now. It's I a think fact. what he's good at is marrying those two worlds. He's doing something that he thinks is meaningful and good, but also doing the meaningful and good thing that he feels will best make a profit based on other things. And he was smart enough to know that not everybody in that Ewok village can live. Right. Yeah. Okay. He 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 knew he knew that, and he could call back to Seven Samurai, and he could find those moments or other, you know, Yojimbo or whatever mm -hmm. other moments. Yeah. Uh, that I feel that that's definitely peppered in there somewhere. Yeah. And that makes it less bad for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly, I you know, this is one of the maybe it's just me being naive. I did not realize that there was. Hate for the Ewoks. There's a lot of hate for the Ewoks. I didn't realize it either till recently. Yeah. I thought I was alone in this universe by not particularly liking it. I found them, even as a child, kind of offensive. Really? Because yeah. I think the thing is, as well, is that I had VHS copies of Battle for Endor and Caravan of Courage. So I was kind of like invested in that world. And I had the Ewok Village as a toy. Yeah. yeah I, 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 my brother had the Ewok Village as a toy. I had a castle. And that that just speaks one? volumes. Gray Skull. My my father actually just made me a castle. Oh, that's and dope. I had a bunch of He-Man toys inside yeah. the castle. Yeah. <laughs> castle Red Skull. Um, well, well, that's a whole Marvel. Hey, um, hey, hey. So hey. let's real quick. I know we got to wrap it up. Uh, let's get quick to talk about well, the Coupe de Gras. The Coupe. Yeah, yeah. I think everything that this is a Coupe de Gras. Coupe de Gras. Coupe de Gras. Well, it's fuck sorry. me then. Coup. <laughs> the, all the French hate you now. <laughs> no, that's um, okay. They'll, they'll drink champagne. champagne. We well, got Gras, right? You know, because yeah, that's about grass. But um, uh, the the I really I I I thought this actually worked really well, and it was one of those scenarios, probably the only scenario where the prequels helped the scene. I I you yes. know like it was like because like this was the first time we're seeing Anakin since the prequels, and you know because I, my experience of watching this was in sequence, and like seeing you know, young, handsome Hayden Christensen become this old mangled man inside mm -hmm. a mask. I was actually really profoundly touching to me. I was like, oh, I get it. You know, like this is what's it happened. It means more that he's kind of That's old the, and disfigured. 
only thing that the prequels did that made the original trilogy better for me. Um, I I think I, I love, I mean, the whole, I'm, we all know this, everyone uh, who knows me, uh, I'm a sucker for the anti-hero or the fucking super evil guy that has that one moment of redemption before he's, uh, he's dead. Yeah. Uh, and that's exactly sort of what happens here. And yeah. I love it. The one thing I've never liked about this scene is I, I don't think they, I mean, they're limited to as to what the emperor is and what he can do. But like he the emperor never felt even as a child to me, scary like Darth Vader was always scary. I just I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the angles. Maybe it's whatever. But it's like he's an old man and eventually he shoots lightning like but then exactly what what I think anyone would do in that situation is this other dude just goes and picks him up and And throws throws him him down a pit like. I just I never found him as threatening or whatever. And I know he's sort of now as an older as an adult, I know he's super sly and that's how he's surviving. Uh, and he finally bit, made a, hedged his bets and then didn't come out in his favor in this situation. But like, I really wish the dude who had Vader on a fucking leash was more badass than Vader and not just a master politician. But didn't you get that in uh, episode three? <laughs> Revenge of the Sith, you saw how badass uh, Senator Palpatine could be with a lightsaber. And right, but maybe this is just everyone getting old, and in which case, I don't, I don't know. I, I find uh, the Emperor's cackle and his evil laugh, you know, kind of... It's fully operational it, it, it's, it's so, it's so... That's a huge oh shit moment, too. Yeah, oh, that's great. Oh, and it, yeah. I love that moment. That's, mm-hmm. But it seems so signposted as evil, you know, and without any of the substance behind it. Um, and his and his manip- his ability to manipulate it, it, his ability to manipulate in this film leads me to another problem, which is that Luke is infallible in this film. He has no moment of weakness. He never, I never once feel like he is going to go to the dark he, side. He almost Vader kind of stops him with the he, he goes to strike the. He's going to fucking kill the Emperor, right? But then there's this sort of there's a sort of weird uh, uh, moral sort of thing about the Jedi and everything like Yoda even says, like, you have to go and face Vader and whatever. And like Luke needs to kill the emperor to to make the empire go away, quote unquote. So like there's that whole thing about like there's different reasons. This is where it is. The reasons why he's killing the emperor. If he does it for the good of the Republic or whatever or the whatever, then that's good. If he does it because he fucking hates the Emperor, then, then that's the dark side. Have you, and Vader stops him. Have you heard about the original ending that was in the original script for this? No. Turns out uh, Rick uh, does stay on. No, sorry. Oh, spoiler for Walking Dead, haven't we? Oh, no, I was talking Casablanca, but okay. Uh, ah! Shit. <laughs> um, Gotta edit that out. Jeez. Um, Luke eventually puts on the mask. Was the original ending of the of the script? Oh, really? Yeah, he puts on the mask and becomes the new Vader. Hmm. I mean, maybe <laughs> that was dark. So let's. So the movie ends. It wraps up. There's a bunch of celebrating. They even in the special edition show the other cities, which I think kind of helps those sort yeah, of. Yeah, that, that helps. But I now really I, didn't like that. Yeah. See, the thing is, is that okay? Then then it's V Day. We we yeah. we've all won, but, but we haven't seen the, any of the, those. The, the those Japanese are signing. We saw them before, but also, but also, the one that I didn't like was Coruscant because Coruscant would probably be the most pro Empire thing that there is, and they're all celebrating. I was like, really, you didn't just overthrow everybody already? The, okay, the populace of Coruscant has a terrible memory because only thirty years ago there were Jedi everywhere, and nobody remembers what a Jedi I is. Know. Okay, <laughs> so these people, this constituency, is obviously a bunch of idiots. Right, and Coruscant also has no signs of damage from the war. No, no, no. In fact, none of these. And there's a big these, battle over Coruscant. Yeah, none uh, of these places have any signs of bad and it's and it's again it, it's frustrating I, I can see how he's trying to tie the prequels to the truth right, and it's like but it it has no weight to it but I want to see I want to see um 
I want to see sort of this in this moment, like, you know, you have all the, the, the victory and everything, and then you have Luke burning Vader's body, and then the three ghosts show up. Yeah. Um, uh, Christmas, Christmas present. Christmas, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and obviously, people people make a big deal about him being... Uh, young Anakin. Young Anakin. But I think... Yeah. I, I, look, you can take... Well, in, the you, original, in, the, in the original... In the original... He was old man. He was old man, yeah. Anakin? Yeah, was, but, the, but the thing about it is, there's more story reasons for it to be young Anakin than there's story reasons for it not to be like he's, he went back to the age where he was good. Like, and that's sort of where he sort of would lie. Whereas if he was all of a sudden old man, then it's like, Oh, all the evil shit you did kind of doesn't matter. It to me, you know, there's a problem here, which is that it requires you to know the prequels in order to, cause it, like, imagine if you watched this movie on it, like imagine you're a dude who goes to the movie or a girl and, and this is the movie you but Lucas for that. Lucas doesn't want that to happen. And and then all of a sudden, there's this young blonde dude who walks in, and you're like, "Who is that guy?" You know, the answer to your question is, is that that, that that's the very reason why he puts that huge title scrawl, right? Yeah. Crawl in the in the in the front. Yeah. It, it's an it's an acknowledgement to the serials that used to run before movies. But, it, uh, but 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 that's supposed to catch you up. So so the the what if scenario that you're proposing supposedly does not actually occur because the the crawl is supposed to catch you up completely to but that it, point. But it but there's no visual reference to young Anakin in any of the original trilogy. I agree with you. So yeah. so so if right. he, when young Anakin turns up, it's like I agree it with can you totally be like, who is this guy? Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and then the sort of thing ends. Oh, and before that, uh, uh, Han realizes uh, that uh, Leia's feelings for Luke is is more of a, is the brother-sister feelings and not whatever, and then they're together. Like, everything sort of ends on a happy <laughs> ending, even though... You think it's, as a kid, you walk away thinking it's complete. The story is, is done. done. Yeah. And now, in a week... Yeah. We're yeah. going to be getting uh, uh, now, you, 30 years chapter. later. 30 years later, I'm told I've been wrong this entire... Actually, I know. I, right. I know very well. I wasn't wrong. But, but still, I'm really interested, without getting too much into it, because I know we got to go, The um, I'm really interested in the whole is Luke evil thing, because with the whole idea of Luke putting watched, on the I've mask... i the trailer. Th there's no trailer. Th it, does, no, mm. it doesn't matter. The, mm. th that's not a spoiler. There's a mm. thing going around thing, maybe. Mm. But if you look at even Empire and Jedi, all of his failings and all of his doings, granted... He does sort of at the end make one right decision, but the rest of his decisions are wrong. Yeah. Like, and Anakin made a right decision or two, and he still got fucked up. So I'm really interested to see if they take the way of the father sort of approach, especially like I have no idea who Rilo Ken is or I have no idea. You know, like I'm, I'm really interested in all of these new characters that they're bringing in. Like, it'll be great to see the original three up there, but I don't particularly be like, yay, there's Han. Sweet. Okay, let's get to the actual new movie. Like, I'm really yeah. excited for that. I want to experience the universe from like the next generation. Right. Yeah. Um, it's it's. Oh, sorry. Wait, I was gonna, I was gonna. Okay, this and then we'll do final thoughts. I, I was just saying, it's curious to me that that um uh a series like like Star Wars, which has had uh six films so far, each in excess of two hours, still doesn't have the depth of one season of Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't. It doesn't have that kind of. Weight. To be fair, <laughs> that's six hours versus twelve hours, mm, ten hours. But like, even even like four hours can give you a lot of fucking depth. But it doesn't. You know what I mean? And like puppets. as as a series, it doesn't feel like like I think the the great golden age of television has given us is depth and storytelling. Well, that's and, also and, and and we're talking about now this. You know, and there are other stories within the Star Wars universe, and I just don't feel like this is a. I think it's fun and I enjoy the original trilogy and it's entertaining and, and I can see why people really enjoy it. But, but to me, the, the repeatability of star Wars seems a little bit questionable at this point. All right. So since you're so wrapping this up, so what's your final word on Jedi? 
Um, like I say, Jedi is part and parcel with Empire with me, and I think as a as a part and parcel of Jedi uh, uh, of Empire, I think it's a it's a nice way to wrap up that film. It feels like a a, a solid four hour film. What's your order, real quick, of the uh, all six? Quick, New Hope. Yep. Empire. Right. Jedi. Sith clones. Um, cool. Uh, Phantom. Phantom. Red, final thoughts on Jedi, and then I want your order. Uh, I don't have an order. I'm just saying that right <laughs> now. Okay, then what's your final <laughs> thoughts on all. Jedi? We, I view them all pretty much equally. Uh, a flawed film, at best, mm-hmm. um, but an engaging film. Yep. It's entertaining. It took us somewhere where we hadn't been before. Culturally, it, it blew our minds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have never returned to the point where we were before it because of it. And from that, it needs to sit on a shelf recognized as monumental. But as a piece of art that communicates to me personally, it fails on almost every level. I'm so surprised that you and I are almost on the same page. I'm hating myself. <laughs> yeah, for it. I, know. I know. Wow. Uh, uh, I, I'm feeling very good. <laughs> I got to say, I got to say this time around, I liked it more, but I, I feel like my entire life have gone back and forth. When I was a kid, Jedi was my favorite. Mm. When I was an adolescent, when I was in my Shahir years, let's say, <laughs> uh, I disliked it the most. And now I'm older than you. And dude. <laughs> now I'm back. I'm back. Uh, I'm back around and I, I, I do really enjoy it. Although out of the three originals, it is my least favorite. So if I had to do an order, it would be. Empire, A New Hope, Jedi, you know, Sith. Uh, clones. Phantom. Actually, I'd go Phantom Clones, and I know that's kind of a weird thing, but Clones yeah. just does nothing for me. Clones does nothing for me. Um, yeah. It's just, it's it's the it's a detective novel about a middle ground that I don't give a fuck about. I think the best accomplished property, honestly, is the is the cartoon. And the I need to watch Clone Wars and all that stuff. So, but when we started as well, I kind of put, posited that that of a, as a trilogy, as a six film universe, uh, I we would all argue that there's probably two good and four bad. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't agree with that. Yeah. You I, guys are going to do the Christmas special for Christmas. Yes, oh, of course. And Battle for Endor yeah, yeah, and Caravan yeah. of Courage. Excellent. Anyway, uh, this has been the last Star Wars special we for the it. only podcast about movies. Uh, episode six: Return of the Jedi. Red, thank you so much for coming in, man. Thank you very much for having me. You guys are incredibly okay. <laughs> I, I appreciate. I appreciate the okayness. Uh, where can people find you if you want them to? In an edit room. That's about it. Thank okay. you very much. All right. Yeah, fair website, enough. Twitter. No, All right. I don't All right. believe it. No, nope. nope. Red is, Red is. Uh, I'm very personal. Yeah. Oh, incognito. Uh, very personal. Shahir, what about you, buddy? Uh, you can find me at shahirdad.com, S-H-A-H-I-R-D-A-U-D.com. You can email onlymoviepodcast at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com. I almost Brain blew fart. that. And uh, we have a Twitter handle at onlymoviepod and a Facebook page. Email us. Talk to us. Tell us what you think. We've just given you six hours of, of content. content. Also, I should have said when we asked for Red, he should have said, you don't need to see my identification. I'm just saying that would have been great. <laughs> uh, but uh, you can find me at MatthewCurl.com or, or at Instagram at Skeletor, the number four P-R-E-Z or Emperor MSK Emperor uh, on Twitter. Oh. And uh, guys, this has been a great wait, ride. Wait, wait, why is this? Why is this rock moving? Why, yeah. why, <laughs> what's, what are my hands doing? Yeah, oh my I God, I can't, yep. I can't stop it's it. It's done. Ah, ah, ah. See you when the force awakens. No!